In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Please be seated. <coughs> well, we'll start off by saying Happy New Year to everyone. Glad to have you with us this morning. Those of you who had, um, were able to get with us this day, we're glad to have you. Most of the world today recognizes January 1st, obviously, as New Year's Day. And certainly the reason being is because it is the beginning of the new year. Day full of football, resolutions, and black-eyed peas and collard greens if you grew up where I did. <laughs> but for us in the church, today, January 1st, is the Feast of the Holy Name. This feast often goes unnoticed sometimes and is lost in our New Year celebration. But the church calendar has us something to teach in this text today as we come to the start of a new year. This special New Year's Day feast falls, as we learn today and as we know, eight days after the birth of the Christ child. Today is our continuation of Luke's chapter 2 narrative of the birth of Jesus. And in verse 21 today, Luke tells us these words. And at the end of eight days, let me show it to you if I can get it up there. All right, amen, there's one victory. <laughs> Luke tells us. Verse 21, and at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus and given that name by the angels before he was conceived in the womb. Here once again, we see God through angelic order rightly proclaim something that the world needed to know, and that is the name of Jesus, his holy name. I would point out here that there is nowhere else and anywhere in Scripture other than the Gospel of Luke in this narrative of Jesus' birth where we see more angelic encounters in God's behalf to get the redemption plan in place because there's only one plan, right? There's no plan B. God took no chances of getting this right. So he intervened time after time in this passage to make sure that the news was shared the right way through Gabriel. And the reason being is because this event is what fulfills all the law and the prophets of the coming of the Messiah. Under the law of Moses, all male infants were to be circumcised on the eighth day after birth. We learned that in Leviticus 12. And it was also customary at that time that the family and friends would come together and to be witness of the naming of a child. Feast of the Holy Name traditionally celebrated as the Feast of the Circumcision, in fact. In fact, today, many Lutheran and Eastern churches still call it that. But we've placed them together because of the importance of what happens at both of these events. The Feast of the Circumcision focused on the first occasion when our Lord shed his blood. But our Lord's holy name was also given at this event. And there's nothing in Scripture as important as us knowing who Jesus is and knowing his name. That's why the angels directed and confirmed that it was his holy name, and it was the name Jesus. The name Jesus, or Yeshua in Hebrew means God is our salvation, or God saves. And we all know that God saves us from our sins, and he saves us from ourselves. And he first did so by shedding his blood at his circumcision. But as we know, 
It would not be the last time that he shed his blood. He would shed his blood for us on the cross at Calvary. This feast day confirms the significance, my friends, of the divine name of Jesus. Both theological and biblical history recognize the power and meaning found in a person's name. A name is more than a label. A name somehow carries or expresses sometimes the essence of a person. Let's face it, this feast day invites us to a continual remembrance and veneration of the holy name of Jesus in order that God might plant in us and in every heart the love of him who is the Savior of the world, and that is our Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul later tells us in the New Testament, in Philippians chapter 2, that we are to venerate the holy name of Jesus. Paul says that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That being said, how fitting is it that we come together at the start of a new year and a new day and recognize Jesus' holy name. What a great reminder for us as we gather in his presence this day and begin the new year of our Lord, A.D. 2023. As Paul tells us in that passage, we are called to venerate his holy name. And you will often see us as clergy bow our heads at the name of Jesus in worship. We really take that form in the Latin rite and still continues today, and you will see it here. Our Bibles clearly reveal to us that names are often more than just labels. In some way, names capture and express the essence of the person. In some ways, names reveal qualities and characteristics of an individual. Names are about a life, and it's oftentimes a way of being in a person's life. And then names are particular actions, values, and beliefs of a person. Sometimes names reveal experiences and relationships. Think about these words that we often use as names in our lives, like dad and mom, sweetheart. But then those names are relationships of commitment love, and devotion. Names can often identify and reveal our personhood. And that's why it hurts us when people remain anonymous around us or when we forget someone's name, it's painful. That is also, though, why people oftentimes would prefer to remain in anonymity. <laughs> names disclose who we are, how we are, where we're from, where we're going. All names matter. All names matter. I'd invite you to Google your name. Not right now. <laughs> Google your name when you get a chance. Find out what it means. <laughs> I remember telling Stephanie one time, we hadn't been married long. I, I was, we were talking about names or something. I said, well, you know what my name means? And she goes, no. I said, it means charming, brilliant, and always right. <laughs> And to my memory, her response was a name that I cannot repeat in this, uh, <laughs> in this pulpit describing me at that moment. <clears throat> Actually, the name Greg or Gregory, it means watchful or vigilant one. And it comes from the Greek name Gregoras and later the Latin Gregorius. It finds its proximity 
to the Latin noun grex, and its stem greg meaning flock. Such meanings grant the name greg the stature or position of a shepherd vigilantly watching over one's flock. Google your name. They all have meaning. And they were certainly significant in antiquity. When they were naming Jesus, there's never been a more important date of a name being given than this day. Because names can and often do identify and reveal our personhood. In fact, we see throughout the pages of Scripture that God uses names and name changes to establish relationships, to identify and to bring belonging. Think about it. God giving and inviting Adam to name all the animals and then given Adam the dominion over creation. And Adam then named Eve from coming from his side. Moses was so named because he was drawn from the water. Abram and Sarah were renamed Abraham and Sarah for their new relationship to God. Jacob wrestled with God and then was renamed Israel. Saul's life was transformed by his encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And after that day, his name forever became Paul. As the world this day focuses on resolutions, football, and black-eyed peas in Georgia, the church is focused on a name, on one name, the name above all names, and that is the holy name of Jesus. It's the name that reveals God's life and purpose, friends. It's the name that claims us to be God's own people. It's the name that changes our lives and changes our own names at our baptism when we all become the name Christian. Friends, today, this day, the first day of the year, is the fulfillment of Gabriel's annunciation to Mary. Everything that the archangel had said would happen has now happened on this day. Today, eight days after his birth, we gather to hear the name given by the angels before he was even conceived. The name Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew, means the Lord saves. Friends, if this will work, there we go. We recognize that symbol, don't we? It means J Jesus, my friends, is the Savior of mankind. Because within Jesus' name is both his vocation and his relationship, his vocation and his relationship to you and all humanity. The name Jesus said God cares about you. That God cares about me and all of us as his children. Friends, Jesus' holy name contains and reveals the fullness of God's love and longing for everything he's ever created. Everything. You should always consider your own relationship to the name of Jesus. And I point this out because his name is not heard as often it should be out there. When do you say the name of Jesus in your day? Where? How often? Under what circumstances? In whose company? Or more importantly, when someone's company is around that you're afraid to say it in front of? Is it only a name you read in the Bible? Is it only a name you speak in church? Is it a name you only say in prayer or at the close of a prayer? Juliet asked Romeo, what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would still smell as sweet. Was she correct? I think not. 
I think she had mistaken a name for a label. What if you said the word rose and you were filled with its fragrance? What if every time you said the name rose, you felt the soft petals and were immersed in a garden of life and beauty and brilliant color? If so, I don't think you would want to call it anything else but a rose, would you? Jesus' name is that beautiful. It's a name above all names. St. Bernard of Clairvaux once said of the name of Jesus, to speak it brings to mind all that the name stands for, and to call upon it calms and soothes the soul. Calms and soothes the soul. Friends, that's how it is, and that's what Jesus' name does. His name contains his power, his peace, and his presence. I can tell you right now, I've been very blessed in my life to be around a bunch of holy people. None any holier than you, but some of them had some pretty holy titles. I remember in 2015, we flew the Pope around the world and I met him. I can remember meeting countless cardinals in my life, archbishops and countless clergy on the journey over a lifetime. But there's one person, one old deacon, that I remember for one reason in the impact that he made in my life. His name was Dennis Wilson, and he went home to be with Jesus a couple of years ago. He was the most humble, holy man I'd ever been in the presence of. He was a third order Franciscan. Dennis, every time he said the, Jesus, the name Jesus, said it as if he knew him at a whole different level. I have never been around anyone that said the name like Jesus like Dennis did. It was very touching. It's almost like it drew you in to him. Like he had a, a knowledge and a relationship with someone that he had lived and worked with all of his life. I've never been around anyone that had that holiness and that aura about him. Anyone. It was remarkable. You wanted to be near him. You wanted to know him because you know that he knew someone else at a whole different level. Friends, it's great to know the Bible, but it's priceless to know the author. And Dennis knew the author. And he had an impact in my life and in my ministry and countless others over a long season as a servant of God. He's a remarkable man. Friends, we want that relationship with Jesus, all of us. And it's something that we have to work into every single day of our lives. You have to be intentional about it. You have to lean into it. As we embark into the new year of our Lord 2023, let Jesus' holy name fill your every thought. Let Jesus' holy name echo through your words. Let Jesus' holy name fill your heart and guide and direct your steps. Take his name into every situation, every relationship. Take his name into everything that you do every day. Take his holy name into everyone you meet every day. Let it begin and end your day like it does your prayers. Let the precious name of Jesus become your increasing prayer. All that ever needs to be said is said in Jesus' holy name, my friends. Every time we say Jesus, we lay claim to God's salvation. 
Every time we say Jesus, we acknowledge our need for our God. Every time we say Jesus, we open ourselves to God's mercy. Every time we say Jesus, we find forgiveness and healing. Every time we say Jesus' holy name, we remember that Emmanuel, our God, is with us. Every time we say Jesus, we renew a personal relationship with him. You build and to develop the relationship that Deacon Dennis had. That's the same relationship we all want. Friends, every time we say the holy name of Jesus, his response to you and me will always be the same way. And that is, here I am. He's as close to you and as closely involved in your life as you want him to be. It's up to you. And as you start a new year today and start a new day every day, draw him into your life. Develop a relationship with him that will change your life and change others because they will see him in you. That's what we celebrate on this day. That's the holiness of this day that can get lost in a whole bunch of stuff out there. But you know something? The holiness of this day that we come to lay claim to today is contingent upon getting out there through each of you. Because Jesus, my friends, lives in your heart. So take him with you into everything you do in this year. Make that be a challenge for you this year. Use his name every day. If you can say his name 365 times in the next 365 days, come see me. I want to hear about it. It's a challenge. Every breath you're given is given an opportunity for you to do here because your only purpose on this planet, my friends, is to love and serve and to glorify God. And you glorify him through the name of Jesus. God bless you all, and I wish you a blessed and happy new year. Make it the year of our Lord Jesus in 2023 A.D. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen.